0: We all know what a catastrophe is. It's a momentous, tragic event, an unexpected, extreme misfortune, calamity that befalls us. You know, we might think of like a, a terrible natural disaster. You know, think of the, the Joplin tornado a few years ago or, or Hurricane Katrina. We could talk about an economic catastrophe, a, an economic collapse like the Great Depression. Or the, we could talk about the catastrophe of war, the devastation that it brings. Then, of course, there are personal catastrophes, losing a loved one, um, a serious illness, just to name a couple. Catastrophes aren't good things. We don't like them. You know, the, the writer J.R.R. R. Tolkien He would often, he was the author of The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, if you aren't familiar with him. He would often try to incorporate an element of catastrophe in his stories, but it was always catastrophe with a twist. Very often in his stories, there comes a point when it seems all hope is lost. It seems that evil is certainly going to triumph, and then the reader is surprised, unexpectedly The tables are turned, and what seemed as sure in certain defeat becomes a victory, what seemed a triumph of evil becomes a triumph of good. Tolkien even coined a term. He came up with a a name for this this turning of tables for the good, eucatastrophe. He took the word catastrophe, and he added on to its beginning the Greek prefix eu, e-u, like as in euphoria which means good, a good catastrophe. So if a catastrophe, a normal catastrophe, is a sudden disaster, an unexpected turn of events for the worst, a U catastrophe is an unexpected, joyful rever- reversal of fortunes for the good when all seemed lost. Now, Tolkien came up with this term to talk about uh, this, this element in his stories and in, and in other stories, classical stories, but he firmly believed there really were true u catastrophes in life and as a devout Catholic, he believed that the greatest u catastrophes were the incarnation of Christ and his resurrection. Our first reading today shows us how the incarnation of Jesus Christ is a you catastrophe is this sudden reversal of fortune. When all seemed lost, God intervened in this dramatic, unthinkable way. Your know, our first reading, it begins with the words, On that day a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. How does this show us the Incarnation is a catastrophe? Well, first we need to understand how Uh, what what the stump of Jesse means because that shows us how Israel would have thought their situation to be a catastrophe Jesse is the father of David David is the greatest of Israel's kings and when David was king God promised him that his kingdom would last forever that a son of his someone from David's line would sit on this throne for all ages. And in the days of David and his son Solomon reigning, it looked like a pretty good bet. The kingdom grew in power and influence. Militarily, economically, it was it was growing. Then Solomon dies, and Israel's torn apart by a civil war, and this kingdom starts to decline pretty rapidly culminating with the Babylonians completely conquering Jerusalem and sending the Israelites into exile. So the king is no more. This promise seems to be forgotten. This people of God abandoned. It's a catastrophe. This, this magnificent tree of Jesse that was supposed to be uh, this family tree of king upon king into eternity... Is a mere stump. But the words of the prophet Isaiah, they're not words of despair, but of hope, because he prophesies that there will be a shoot sprouting from the stump of Jesse. There will be a king, and not just a king, but the king of kings arising from the seemingly dead royal line of David. He goes on to say that this king of kings will rule over a renewed creation where all of God's creatures are at peace, where all nations flock to the root of Jesse, to the king of kings. Jesus Christ is the shoot sprouting from the stump of Jesse. And in the fullness of time, he would proclaim that the kingdom of God was at hand. And he will um, work out his own catastrophe to win for us the grace that Uh, gives us access to this kingdom. He will win the grace that gives us access to this kingdom not by a display of power and majesty, but by humbling himself, becoming obedient unto death, even unto death on a cross. By submitting himself to death, to being buried in a tomb, he will win for us the grace that forgives our sins and makes us the adopted daughters and sons of God. But on Good Friday evening, it wouldn't have seemed as if the cross was anything but a catastrophe. Jesus, on Palm Sunday, five days prior, was hailed by the crowds as the long-awaited Messiah King. And now he had been betrayed, falsely accused, wrongly convicted, tortured and executed outside the city walls like a condemned criminal. It would have seemed as if it was the worst possible outcome. His disciples would have struggled with darkness and despair on Good Friday night. All seemed lost until it wasn't, until he rose from the grave And in light of his resurrection, they would have begun to see that the crucifixion on Calvary, it wasn't this horrendous defeat, but a crowning victory. That God took the evil of that betrayal and torture and death and transformed it into this font of goodness and grace and mercy. The Friday that seemed like the greatest of catastrophes, the worst of all days, we begin to see that it's good in light of the resurrection, or in Tolkien's words, a catastrophe." You know, if we look through salvation history, if we read the Bible, we find that catastrophe is actually a pretty good word to describe how God operates. Time and again, he asks his followers to go out on a limb, to believe in him, to trust in him, to hope against hope. You know, he takes Abraham and his wife, Sarah, you know, two people well into old age and childless and promises that they will their offspring will be this great nation, more numerous than the sands on the shore or the stars in the heavens. Moses is wanted for murder in Egypt, and God tells him to go back to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. When Pharaoh lets them go, They get to the banks of the Red Sea and the army is crashing in on them, Pharaoh's army. And it seems as if they've been led to the banks of the Red Sea to die this sure and certain death. Only then God intervenes when all seems lost and works this wonderful miracle. He separates the water of the Red Sea. Israel walks through. Pharaoh follows and the waters destroy his army. Time and again, when all seems lost, God steps in, and there is this great reversal for the good. That's how he operates. God is good. He has a plan for our good. And if he allows us to suffer in our personal life, if he allows us to be afflicted from evil, we need to see that through this prism, that he's going to bring some good out of it. He is going to step in and intervene in some way. We might have to wait until heaven to see what that is, but... The cross and resurrection of Christ and all these examples through salvation history, they tell us this is true. This is how he operates. For our part, we need to trust. We must trust in him. And how we acquire this trust is by daily meditating on his word. You know, in our second reading, St. Paul writes, whatever was written previously was written for our instruction. That by endurance and by the encouragements of the scriptures, we might have hope. What was written previously is talking about the Old Testament in particular, but it applies to the whole Bible. We need to read daily, meditate daily, pray daily on the Bible, which is the living word of the living God, which has this perennial relevance for Christians that trains us in the endurance and encouragement that trains us to trust in him because it shows us again and again that God is faithful to his promises that God often works by asking his followers to go out on a limb trust in him hope against hope and he steps in when we least expect it this advent let's resolve to read the living word of the living God every day to daily meditate on sacred scripture so that we can learn to trust the God who alone can bring victory from defeat, life from death, and you catastrophe from catastrophe.